Hello and welcome back to Brace. Today, Tommy and I are going to be discussing a year in review of 2022, as well as looking forward to the year 2023. Part of this is a look back on what we've done with this podcast and hopefully given the listeners a little bit of a behind the curtain look at what we've been doing, what we've been up to and where we would like to go. So Tommy, I'm going to kick it over to you to start out here. Can you give us a little bit of a history of where this podcast came from? So it's a winding road, but it all started with a conversation between you, me, our buddies, Alex and our buddy Nolan on a drive to a Frisbee tournament. So we're in there and, you know, I think some people are just listening to the music. Some people are reading. I think one or maybe both of us had a book with us. Yep. And we just start talking about, oh, what are you reading? And this, you know, spurned a giant conversation into religion and philosophy. And all of a sudden we were there, right? So a two to three hour drive to a tournament ended up feeling like a snap of the fingers. And it was all because we were engaging in a long form discussion between, you know, a group of people with with differing opinions. And we were able to, you know, both straw man and steel man, one another's points. I was probably playing devil's advocate to to you and Nolan's probably uh, differences of opinion uh, when it comes to religion. Yep. It was kind of the the gemstone or maybe precipice of this idea of having these discussions. I think it maybe came up during that drive that I had been listening to the Rogan podcast and really really loved hearing, you know, a three hour conversation that was free flowing, continued to go on and on about, you know, different topics, you know, able to take tangents, but also to just show that when you sit down with a, you know, an individual across from yourself and talk for a while, you learn a lot. You can learn more about yourself. You can change your opinion it, all of it was, you know, very exciting and good. So that that was kind of the initial step. And then when I went to uh, Fayetteville to co-op, you know, we were away from one another. But I think I called you one time and we talked for like three hours. It was, again, that same sort of thing. And it was about some of the fiction books we were reading. You know, religion came up. And I think you were trying to push me onto doing. Do you remember what that challenge was? The Exodus 90. Yeah, the Exodus 90. And so that already put together a collaborative thing that we could hold each other accountable for. After that, I got home in the summer and I spent like $300 on podcast equipment. I was like gung-ho all about like this idea that I had called uh, The Other Perspective. And the idea behind that podcast would be to bring on guests and essentially the you know the one-sentence version of it would be everybody has something to offer, right? You can learn something from everybody. And that was what I wanted to do. And, you know, to be able to bring on friends, bring on uh, different people, talk about, you know, current current events, uh, cultural things that were going on and, and also have the idea of, you know, are there going to be some takeaways or some things that listeners can do to, you know, better themselves and or try and help with a you know cultural issue, um, you were the first person I brought on to to record that. 
So, you know, I've got the picture of you and me in, in uh, my mom's base, mom and dad's basement. And, you know, it's the first time I had set everything up. We were thinking about talking about Jordan Peterson's 12 rules for life and the idea of delayed gratification versus instant gratification. Yep. And I think we, we had some technical errors because this was the first time I had pulled it out. And you're like, come on, Tommy, you're supposed to have this figured out. That continued on. I actually went to the University of Akron's police department and had a conversation with a police officer there. And that was spurned, you know, I guess kind of later on by the BLM riots slash protests and trying to get a conversation with someone from a police's perspective. And I still have that recorded somewhere, but what ended up happening is, you know, you and me, we did another one. We were talking about our differences uh, on the abortion debate. Um, I had this list of like maybe eight to 10 podcasts that I had recorded and I would go through and do the editing part. And I never really enjoyed the editing all that much. And I was also scared to put out something onto the internet, right? So that brings us to about a year ago. No, actually, sorry, there's there's one more step in there. Uh, you ended up buying some podcast equipment after my other perspective idea kind of fell off and you wanted to start something. And, you know, I mean, you, you can jump in, but I think you were on a couple of podcasts or had started doing them and, and you felt compelled to try and put together one. Yeah, I did. And a lot of it had to do with conversations that you and I had had and just understanding that there was dialogue there that brought a lot of value to me as someone that processes externally a little bit. So being able to think out loud with my thoughts and, and it's been really funny in the conversations with you outside of the recording is often where I'll say something and, and you'll be like, wow, that was that was really good. And I'll be like, wait, I, I got to write down what I just said, because like I got there through our conversation and building off of what you were saying in a way that I probably wouldn't be able to on my own. So I recognize that pretty early on. And I've always really enjoyed talking to people and getting to understand who they are and where they're coming from. So having a podcast where, first of all, the goal of being able to have long form discussions in a way that brings value to people when they listen was big for me. And also perhaps having it be an avenue to engage with more people about the ideas that really drive them was exciting for me. I don't really remember the details of when I, I got the podcasting stuff. I think it was mid year, like 2021, right? It was, it was last year. And then we talked for a while and then I said, all right, we're doing this right now. And we've made some of the initial plans and steps in order to do that. And then you said, all right, Paul, we got to have a, a difficult conversation, right? Yeah. So it was difficult in the sense that I had some bad habits and, you know, even relating it back to a book that we reviewed, the you know seven habits of highly effective people, the first three habits were all about your own development. And before I wanted to move on and collaborate and actually put something together, I felt I needed to take a step back and work on myself in order to have the ability to collaborate and, and work together and, and build up brace. And part of that was I was mainly just from college. I had gotten the bad habit of drinking pretty much every day, you know, a, a very unhealthy habit and, and something I'm, I'm willing to admit. And it's something that you know, at times I'm like, am I an alcoholic? But it, I never had any of those like 
deep, scary stories, but I still think it was it was relevant there. And someone close to me mentioned it to me uh, saying, you know, hey, I love you, bud, but I think you need to like take a step back on what you're doing. You know, it leads to dark places. And I think I recognized that and reflected on that and understood that before we try and put together something, I need to get rid of that habit. I need to start working out more. I need to be in a healthier mindset before I can work together. Well, and going off that, we skipped a fairly major point, which when we were doing that initial recording on the other perspective, that was around the time that both of us had done the 75 hard at about the same time. We started at the same time and then I failed and had to start over. So you end up finishing about three weeks before me. But regardless, becoming overly disciplined in how we were operating on a day-to-day basis was something we both were familiar with from that time. You did that while you were in college. So getting out of college and not having that disciplined follow through part of the 75 hard for those that aren't familiar is not drinking any alcohol. So you were sober for two and a half straight months, right? Yep. And then the longest I've been sober since, I mean, both of my 75 hards were the longest periods of time I had been sober since the start of college. Right. So then just when you're dealing with that dichotomy of knowing how to put yourself in a very disciplined place, but having that be for one reason, that's I want to complete this this goal that I'm setting for myself, and then not really having that goal for yourself, it becomes really hard to say, well, it's after work. I worked hard today. Why, why can't I have a beer or five, right? Yeah, for sure. But so that led us to the, you know, difficult conversation. And I, I think you you took it better than I expected. I was I was concerned you'd be like, all right, well, I guess we'll throw this in the, you know, in the in the garbage can and maybe we'll do this, you know, sometime in the future. But I had already planned or I guess I think I was coming up with the idea of doing my second 75 hard. And I think you and I discussed the possibility of starting January 1 and using that to build up our discipline and then have the time available right? Yes, 75 hard takes time, but you also realize how important your time is. So by doing that and, you know, also about this time last year, I started journaling. So that was a place where, you know, something that I had heard of that would, would better myself. Right. So I started doing that. It gave me a place where I could reflect and talk about my faults and what I wanted to get better in. But by doing that, and, you know, reducing the amount that I was drinking, working out on a day-to-day basis, even if it was, you know, a walk or uh, something maybe less demanding, still started to get me into the rhythm of a place where I felt comfortable we could start collaborating. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it was probably about, you know, two months after that. And, and I think that was probably around August, October that we had that. August, September. I- so October is when we had the initial conversation. We're like, yes, we're doing this. And then in November is when you said, hey, actually, we need to take a little bit of a step back. OK. And then our first episode was published on February 2nd of last year. So we moved pretty quickly from that point on. And you actually to get us to where we're actually starting, you said, hey, Paul, there's this book that I've read part of in the past and I'd love just for you to read it. I think it would be a good one. And you sent me the seven habits of highly effective people. And if you've listened to that podcast, I think you've already heard this part, but we took that time and and both read it. And then when we read it, we kind of came up with the idea that 
well, we both really like reading. We both like talking about the books that we read. What if we do some book reviews? Wouldn't that be a good uh, way to bring content out to the people? And then I said, well, I don't I don't want to only do book reviews, right? Because there's like current events. There's fun stuff going on that I like to discuss about the world and everything. So I said, you know what? Why don't we do book reviews and current events? And then, oh, look at that. That's a that's a pretty good acronym. Like we can just name our podcast that. And then. OK, OK. To be fair, the, the way <laughs> the way I heard it, Paul, was, you know, we should do book reviews and current events. And, you know, we came up with a list of names and eventually you're like, you know, brace. And I was like, oh, yeah, that works. And it just went right over my head. It wasn't until like maybe a month and a half ago that I figured out. So <laughs> this is <laughs> it's it's a little silly, but it went right over my head. We have been producing a podcast where brace is an acronym for book reviews and current events. And I didn't realize that it was an acronym for that until 10 months into us recording podcasts. <laughs> And we all love you for that. That is totally okay. <laughs> because it is a double entendre about the direction of the culture and everything going on right now. We're, we're saying brace for impact a little bit, but we don't need to get into too many details about what that impact might be. <laughs> Regardless, uh, it it did have multiple meanings, so I can respect you only having thought about the one meaning. That's, that's <laughs> totally fine. But over this time, since we've gotten the chance to get started, man, we've read a bunch of good books. I've got the list here with our uh, rankings on it. We've gotten to talk about some interesting stuff, and now in season two, we've gotten the chance to discuss the books that we're reading on our own that we're not collaborating on. Just to throw a question out there, I mean, obviously we have our rankings, so How to Stop Worrying and Start Living, we both have as the best of the books we've read. But which one, if you had to give like a, a most challenging, or if you had a listener that was interested in just reading one of the books... Is there one that you're saying across the board, this is the one you need to listen to? Or uh, is it, you know, depending on someone's place in their life, would you recommend different stuff? Uh, I think for sure it has to do with the place someone is in their life. I know that kind of as we talked about, I had to be in a place where I was in control of my own day-to-day -day life prior to being able to collaborate. So that's where I felt that Seven Habits of Highly Effective People was a great book. And I know that I had such excitement for, you know, that podcast that we did. And it maybe fell a little short just because that was the first book review we had ever done. But I think my my key takeaways in that were if if you try to put these habits into your life, they will inherently make your life better. And, and they're difficult habits because where it's a little bit different than, you know, I would say atomic habits where it talks about the things you do day to day, the seven habits are kind of more general, like rules for life in a sense, right? And so you would want to habitualize them and use them on a day-to-day -day basis, but because they're more theoretical or general, it's harder to put those habits into effect. Whereas the value I got from Atomic Habits was kind of the method by which you implement habits, right? So Atomic Habits gave me the methods to implement the seven habits from highly effective, you know, seven habits of highly effective people. I'll say that in terms of what I reference back to now, I'll say something like begin with the end in mind, 
way more often than I quote something directly from Atomic Habits. So looking at it, you know, I we both ranked Atomic Habits higher, and I think that is because of that applicability. But in terms of the overall message, I think, you know, 10 years from now, I'm going to have kept more from the seven habits of highly effective people. And especially how to stop worrying and start living doesn't have habits in the title, but throughout there's a lot of calls to action about how you live your day-to-day life that involve your habits. Uh, I also read a book called Heroic Habits that we may be uh, reviewing together next year. We'll see. Uh, Or I might do an individual review about it. But regardless, a lot of the books that I've been reading have been about habits and, and all of those if you're already in a place in your life where you're more interested in philosophy than you are in changing something you're doing day to day, I think seven habits is still something that you can get a lot of value of out of compared to the other ones. And the other books that we read were all really good in terms of philosophical. So man search for meaning we had technical difficulties on that episode. We're sorry that that didn't get out. We are going to try to get you that episode at some point in 2023. Uh, man's search for meaning that's that one and then mere christianity sapiens and soon to to be out uh, extreme ownership those are all books that i think people can get a lot out of regardless of where they're at in their life yeah i i would agree with that i know that for me to to really answer your question about the difficult difficulty of some of the books i felt that mere christianity and sapiens you know, besides being on two separate ends of the spectrum, both gave me brand new ideas and opinions that I had not really thought of. You know, mere Christianity being more on the conservative religious side, I got to explore religion in a way that I haven't, whereas Sapiens was a way that I got to reflect on the past in a way that I haven't. Right. Putting it in a in a very non-religious belief, a a very evolutionarily biological atheist stance. Right. So the dichotomy of even just those two reviews and, you know, myself feeling that I'm more of a, you know, center person, at least in uh, regards to thinking by seeing both of those two ends, uh, it helped me understand the things that I valued and also reiterated the point that you know, you can learn something from everyone, you know, even the most religious individual or even the most atheistic. Well, a funny point about that, both of those two episodes are the two that we had to do a part one and a part two for. So I think right. it, it really spurned really good conversation when we were on either side of it, because like you're like you said, you're more of a centrist and you're able to especially I'm, I don't pretend to be anything but more conservative. I will be taking a more conservative view of things and you're you're able to at least play the other side of that really well for both of them. Right. So you can have the, well, in both cases, I was taking kind of the Christian worldview and you were taking (laughs) the non-Christian worldview. And uh, we were arguing about it as talking about Christianity and then talking about atheism. But regardless, it was very thought provoking throughout. And I'll reiterate uh, mere Christianity put Christianity in, in terms that were so accessible, it felt like for anybody just to get the basics and understanding. And Sapiens, I thought, to to reiterate again, the value that I got out of it, provided such insights into cultural institutions that are just ubiquitous now that I wasn't aware of, and gave me little pieces of history that I thought, wow, that's so cool that I had no idea about. Go Becky Tepe, whatever it's called, that 
old, old temple from like 12,000 years ago that they uncovered. Just the history of that existing, I had no idea about before I read that book. Since then, I've listened to like three podcasts that have brought that up, and it's so interesting to to hear more about. So, just as a, a quick aside, uh, <laughs> I don't think I told you about this, but I was at the airport flying home, I believe, from Thanksgiving, and I got another Yuval Noah Harari book. Which it's, one? Uh, Twenty One Lessons from the Twenty First Century. So. Mm. I may end up doing that as a uh, as an individual book review, and and you know I'm sure we'll talk about that. Just because I really did enjoy hearing that perspective, when as much bias, and you know there was definitely some bias in there, but trying to take out the biases and just looking at things more objectively. And I know you may disagree with that, but that would be my kind of assessment on that. Just and an I, aside, I definitely disagree that he's objective i think <laughs> objectively he's not objective no, I'm just uh, and then in regards to the current events i think we had a lot of fun conversations around so we started out with ukraine and everything going on with that that was like such big news when it happened it felt like there was nothing else that we could possibly talk about that would be interesting and then we talked about some more political stuff with the Disney and Don't Say Gay and everything that was going all along down there. When Elon got Twitter, I think we were both really excited about the possibility to talk about him because he's such an interesting figure in the culture today and is driving a lot of the technology forward that we look forward to seeing what happens next. And then we had a little bit of a lull in the summer. Um, and that was we had some behind the scenes issues with who was helping us out with our editing. So we had to get a new set uh, editor in there. And then we both were had some vacations and stuff going on. And then it just became a little difficult to get back in the swing of things after we had been away for a while. So when we did get back, we went with some more. Oh, what do we want to talk about? Let's just have some fun with it and talked about some conspiracy theories, talked about some of our favorite people in comedy and, and comedy, how it's shaped our worldview. Uh, and then we talked about all the stuff going on with transgenderism. And then we took the opportunity to have a good conversation about masculinity that was one of my favorite episodes because it was kind of apropos to nothing there wasn't really anything in the news that was driving that but again just when we decide oh this is this would be a good conversation it's so much fun to have that and just sit down with you uh, yeah and, and that's some place that you know as, as listeners uh, we, we want you to know that we're going to try to make sure that the conversations on current events are something that both Paul and I are engaged in and really want to discuss. We don't want to just highlight the bad news that's in the cycle. We also want to show the good things that are going on. And, you know, even though the masculinity podcast may have taken, you know, some, some negative aspects of it, uh, I think we still talked about in general, this idea of this manosphere and, all the people that are doing similar things to what we're doing. And I think that we look up to, right. Maybe not all that we look up to, but you know, like Jordan Peterson, um, trying to help people that at this current time are, you know, in a meaning crisis when we're talking about humor, you know, things that we laugh about things that we enjoy as part of the human experience, conspiracy theories, just something fun that is somewhat culturally relevant. Right. There there are conspiracy theories and, you know, there are conspiracies. And I think being able to discuss these things in a more general, broad sense can at least make us a little bit more relatable and, and not 
you know, just talking heads, talking about something that we maybe don't know a ton about. Well, that's that's a great point. And to continue on with one of your points on trying to listen to some of the feedback we've gotten, we're, we're being very intentional on that this year. So we appreciate everybody that's texted us. We haven't gotten a lot of engagement on the Instagram or some of the socials, but that's OK. That'll come with time. Uh, but the direct people that are reaching out and saying, hey, loved this last episode. Here's something we think I think you could do better. We always want to hear that because we're trying to create the best content possible for you. One other thing that we're trying to do is show our pe- personalities a little bit more. I mean, we're, I've been more open about being a Christian and being conservative on this podcast. And, and Tommy is pretty open about, you know, what he was dealing with last year and everything. So so we appreciate you being interested in our lives as well and not just our opinions on, on how things are going. And we are we're looking forward to 2023. That's the other half of what we want to talk about here is is really what's going on in the future. And we want to you guys know we're focused on that improvement, um, not just on the podcast side of things, but on our in our personal lives as well. And we're very excited for the new year. It's always, you know, in our last book, we heard that every day is a new life to a to a wise man. Uh, and I think there's something even more true about every year being a new opportunity for everybody. And and people recognize that. And that's why New Year's resolutions are a thing. And I really have enjoyed over the past month and a half or so, Tommy and I have been really intentional about looking at our weeks that way of every week is, is a new opportunity for us to to get better at what we're doing. And I hope that that has been obvious in our content that has been put out. I think we both would say that some of the episodes you've listened to recently have been some of our best and we hope that to continue and to put a button on it we are looking forward to providing you a new episode of brace every week in 2023 that is a goal that we have and we're focused on executing on it and we want to share these these goals for 2023 so that when we're doing the 2023 review this time next year we can actually evaluate and see, did we reach these things? What goals do we have for 2024 to continue to you know, bring exciting, intriguing, interesting content, as well as having you as an audience hold us accountable, right? If, if there's a Friday where we didn't put something out, I feel like as listeners, ask us, hey, you said you, know, you were going to do this. Why not? You know, like, and maybe, you know, things, things happen, but I think having that as a, as a goal and in essence, one of the things we're doing is trying to record five podcasts a month instead of four so that we, when we go on vacation or when we can't record, we still have something that we can, we can give to you guys as, uh, as listeners. Yeah. And part of that is we're bringing new types of content. So when season two launched here, you guys have seen the individual book reviews that have come out. Uh, and we understand that, you know, maybe there's a, a difference in quality there, but that's why we have a little bit of a shorter time frame for them because it's not going to be as engaging with only one of us reading that. We recognize that, but we want you to still have the little bit of takeaway that the person that read that got from that book. We're investing the time in trying to learn more from these books that we're reading. And we want to give you the little piece of that that is the biggest piece that we can take away. So we hope you enjoy those as well. And in 2023, one of our other goals is launching multiple new episode types for you. So Tommy and I have some planned that you will find out when they are released. 
but we are very excited about the opportunity to bring you additional value in new ways. So hopefully one of the ones I'll just, I'll, can I spoil it? Do you mind if I spoil it a little bit? We're you can spoil to... a little bit, just right, a little just bit. A, just well, a little. We want to keep them coming back, okay? So don't give, them, do. don't give them the whole enchilada. Just a taste. Well, like I said, we really do appreciate that feedback a lot. So one of the episode types we're going to be having is a listener-requested book review. And so we will get into the specifics of how that is different in the future. But we're very excited about doing that, and we want to thank the listener. I, I won't call him out by name but that has been very engaged with us and, and uh, is going to be part of that first one yeah and, he, he's been he's been giving us a ton of feedback and uh you know we really appreciate it and I, I think we've tried to take it and you know part of it's the engaging in in our own you know personalities and 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 showing us showing you as a audience who we are and then another part was kind of the way we've started to change some of our current events right instead of doing a specific topic uh doing some more kind of broad general things uh and one of the feedbacks that he brought up was you know i really like when you guys go on tangents right and and we try and bring it back you know to the the topic at hand but we may have some more current events uh just from some of the tangents that we've gone off on uh in the future as well so for the uh, record, I can talk about the national debt crisis for hours on that <laughs> at any time. So, uh, no, just kidding. But yeah, that that is a great takeaway for us. And we hope you enjoy this episode on just peeling back the curtain a little bit, a little bit more history here. And we want this to be encouraging for you as well. Of course, we hope you have a, a had a Merry Christmas and we hope you're listening to this just in the few days that it'll be available before New Year's. If it's after New Year's, awesome. Thank you for listening. But we hope that you take or this. a happy holiday, Paul. Are you kidding me, Tommy? Are you kidding me? No, I'm just Come on, kidding. we have to have a little dichotomy. Merry Christmas and a happy New Year's from Brace. Absolutely. No, and kidding. a happy holiday from Brace. Oh, whatever. <laughs> no, but for real, the, looking at the new year, it is so good to take that as an opportunity to say, these are the couple areas of my life where I want to get better. And we're doing that right now. And Tommy, do you want to tell the listeners some of the things that you have planned for 2023? So one plan for 2023 uh, that we kind of want to put out publicly uh, for both uh, Paul and myself uh, is a kind of physical goal that we're trying to strive for, and that is completing a half marathon. So it, it's it's one step in us becoming better, right? And that's in the physical aspect of our lives, but also, you know, even just relating to being consistent and consistently putting out content you know, that's, that's more of like the, the work aspect or kind of business aspect of us trying to put that together. Uh, I know just some like kind of monthly habits that I've put on there is trying to keep track of my finances. Uh, so doing a review and seeing what's needed, what's unneeded, um, what can I cut out, uh, in order to just better myself and, you know, save some money. Um, that's one thing I'm looking forward to and have already implemented, uh, in, in December, but we'll continue to be doing that on a monthly basis. And then I've also, I don't want to, you know, go too behind the curtain, but November 6th of 2021, I started journaling and, uh, again, not, not all the way behind the curtain, but November 6th, 2022, I completed a, you know, 200 page journal of all my own words written in hand. Um, so I'm hoping that over the course of 2023, I can 
maybe put together some lessons that I learned and give that to the audience uh, that I think might find it most helpful. Uh, so that's something that I just kind of am working on outside of this, uh, but it's something that I feel really passionate about. That's awesome. I'm I'm excited. I know we've talked about it offline a little bit, but the lessons learned from that time as you made journaling a more essential part of your life, I think can teach people a lot about reflection and self-improvement and development. So I'm personally excited if you put something together that I can be a part of the audience for, I will look forward to being in that audience. I'll tell you what, in regards to some of the other goals that I have, and we have, we're going to be reading a book a month together that we're getting out in this format. Uh, we're also going to be trying to read about that same cadence on our own to have some extra books to review. I think my goal on total books consumed next year, I have 30, 24 of them being read and six listened to would I would be how I would want that to break down. And I'm really excited for that. I think reading again is something that we want to promote here and encourage our listeners to do, especially with so many options out there. It's just the thing that can make you think that is still a form of entertainment. Um, movies and TV shows are wonderful and fun and good, and I enjoy a lot of those as well. But having something that makes you work, makes your brain function, is something that's, that's very needed. Yeah, de and, definitely, you know, a step up from some of the mindless scrolling uh, that, you know, I think we all do uh, when it comes to social media or looking at a news feed or even just I want to relax. So I'll just swipe. I won't get too much into the you know, in, into it, but you know, one thing, one reminder for everybody, uh, you can set time limits on mm. your phone. Uh, and the reason I bring this up is if you find yourself mindlessly scrolling, it's a great opportunity to throw in a time limit because what that does is it breaks up. It actually like hits in your brain a point that says, oh, I've been doing this for X amount of time. Um, I know that I have just my Instagram set at 15 minutes a day. And you still have the opportunity to say, give me one more minute or, you know, turn off for today. But it at least is a stop, right? It at least is a barrier in between, right? That allows you to think, do I want to continue using my time on this? Yep. Yeah, that's so I only use the limits on Instagram and YouTube and almost at, like I'll run into it almost every day, right? Which just tells you like, I would be spending more time on this if I didn't have that. So that's that's a great point. The other, we have a request for you all, if you're willing to. I hope you set some goals for yourself that you're excited about, that you're energized about, that even if you fail at the first 12 times you try, you say, this was a worthwhile goal and I keep going with it. And one way that we are trying to do that is by allowing you to hold us accountable. So we're putting this out here about our 2023 goals so that you can hear it and say, wow, let's see if Paul and Tommy actually do complete a, mar a half marathon, not a marathon. Don't misquote <laughs> me on that. Let's see if they actually do give us an episode every Friday. That would be awesome. I hope they can. We hope that you are encouraged enough and believe in yourself enough to share your goals with someone as well. And if you don't have anybody that you feel comfortable doing that, DM Tommy, DM myself, let us know what your goals are. We will be excited to have an audience member that wants to be energized by what we're saying here and, and take action. Uh, and also, if you do have someone and you're willing to send them a goal, just one goal that you're setting for yourself next year, that you're willing to have them 
be that accountability partner for you in trying to complete, send them this episode as well, if you would. We would appreciate it and say, hey, these guys had a great call to action for me on making my life 1% better. You could do that too, if you'd like to. And we would appreciate that very much. For sure. I don't mean to take us too off the road, but with the 24 books that we plan on reading uh, this year, you know, 12 that I'm doing individually, 12 that you're doing individually, and 12 that we're doing together, I think we'd like to talk a little bit about some of the books and book series that you could even at this point, you know, start reading and and be a little bit more engaged in when we have those conversations. Uh, So, Paul, what's the second most excited book Second book that you're most excited for this year that we have. What planned. what a difficult question. Well, the, <laughs> I, I do. I really enjoyed how to stop worrying and start living that we just completed recently. And because of that, I am very excited for next November when we're getting the chance to or around November. Don't hold us tight to the dates. But right now we have it planned for that when we get the chance to read another Dale Carnegie book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. What yeah. is your second most excited book i think for second most excited book for next year uh i'm thinking of uh cosmos by carl sagan so in all honesty i don't know too much about what the book is about but i do know that looking outwardly uh, and looking towards the future of you know ideally humans becoming a multi-planetary species this will I think really engage us in some of the science behind it, uh, in some of the science of the outside universe. We look up to the sky sometimes and don't even see what's out there because of, you know, pollution uh, or, you know, light pollution. And we don't see all that's out there. And I think it's something that maybe as a culture has taken us back uh, because we're not seeing the bigger picture or the things that are out there. And so I'm really excited to uh, take it, take a look at this and do kind of, you know, both a scientific and philosophical discussion on how small we are and where we may be going in the future. That'll be that'll be very fun, especially with what we've been looking at with SpaceX and, and the hopeful plans for the future on a multiplanetary species potentially in our lifetime. I don't know. And we don't have this info offhand, but that book was written a fair little bit ago, right? Uh, I could probably, you just keep talking and I'll find that. Okay. That sounds like a plan. Well, then in that time, you can find that out for us. 1980. 1980. Yeah. So we're talking about a book that's 42 years old. This is not something that may be even up to date with all the information that we have post Hubble and post whichever that the James Webb Space Telescope or whatever it's called. The amount of information we've seen, and it, it really blows my t- my mind every time I do any sort of deep dive into space, because the the vastness and the numbers get so incomprehensible so fast that you just don't know what to do with it. And so I'm I'm really excited, though. I understand this to be one of the premier books on the topic, so I'm very excited to read that as well. That'll be cool. So, Paul, what is the book you are most excited for in 2022 or 2023? Sorry, I apologize. 2022 there's very little time for us to complete this book no i'm just (laughs) kidding uh there are quite a few don't get me wrong that i'm very excited for but the one that has been on the list for quite a while and i just haven't gotten it to the top 
that we're finally putting in is one that I believe you've already read, but now I think it's going to be good for us to to reread together is Beyond Order, 12 More Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson. Uh, his first book was a perfect treatise for what I needed at that point in my life when I read it. And now with where I am in my life now, I, I think this second book will be awesome as well. I know, for instance, one of the rules is make one room in your house as beautiful as you possibly can. And as a homeowner, that's something that I haven't read the book, right? So I don't I don't have the logic there yet, but I recognize what he's saying. And that's been really hard for me to prioritize making sure that I'm making the house beautiful. So it's it's something that I, I know there's going to be a lot of value just in where the transition period I'm at in my life. For sure. That's exciting. What about you? You got a you got a favorite book to tell us about for 2023? I don't have a favorite book. I got a favorite three. Oh, so <laughs> I guess the series that I'm most excited for is uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And so just to take it back and, you know, we've done a lot of reflecting and talking about the past, but the first fantasy book that I ever was actually it was read to me uh, was The Hobbit graphic novel. Right. So it holds a near and dear place in my heart. This story of Middle Earth because it was the first thing that got me into fantasy. Even just recently at the end of 2022, uh, The Way of Kings, w- would I have taken on a 1,200-page book had I not had the love of fantasy? And we've talked about it and brought it up, but The Name of the Wind, the King Killer Croner, Cr- King Killer uh, series, or Chronicles, or anyways. And then like Aragon, right? A story about dragons and you know elves and dwarves. And without... I think this series, would we have the fiction and fantasy that we have in today's time? So, you know, one holding a near and dear part to my literary journey as being introduced through that graphic novel, I'm really excited to finally spend the time to read what set the stage for many of the fantasy and and fiction novels uh, that we have in today's time. So I think that'll be a great discussion Uh, Relating it back to the movies, uh, which I think Peter Jackson did an incredible job on the Lord of the Rings movies, the Hobbit movies, not so much. That should have been just one movie, but that's a little tangential. I'm very excited for that. Yeah, that'll be that'll be great. And we've I've already started that series. I haven't completed it before, so I'm very excited to complete it. And my brother is a big Lord of the Rings fan, so I've always been kind of around the the movies and the fandom and all of that. And getting all of the source material at once is is a lot of fun because you see kind of the texture that some of these characters have that you can't quite get in a film. And of course, all of my like Harry Potter was my favorite fantasy book uh, series growing up. And I had a number of friends that had only watched the movies and I was like, you don't get it. You're missing out on so much. And part of that is because the movies don't follow as closely to the source material as Lord of the Rings does. But also there's just some amount of depth that you can't get in an hour and a half or two hours. So uh, I'm very excited to walk through that journey completely with Frodo and and everybody else. And and I'm uh, very excited to review that with you as well. Paul, I thought we were just talking about plans for 2023. Don't don't be spoiling our plans for Harry Potter in 2024, dude. Why? Why are you? We're not we're not looking that far ahead. That was just me. That was me looking backwards. We're not looking forward. Come on. Come on. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) 
Well, Paul, I think that's, that's really a lot of what we wanted to lay out. Are there other things we want to talk about from 2022 or look into the future in 2023? Or is there really anything else to hit upon? I think the one thing that I'll leave our audience with is thank you for your support this year. It was a, a fun year. It was a good year. It was a, a year of a lot of growth. And I just want to reiterate why we do what we do. We both have had times of not nihilism, but feeling a little bit like there's a lack of meaning in life. And whenever that has happened, we've had different things that pull us out. But having the opportunity to have this platform now to project a message that shows you all the different ways that life has incredible, awesome meaning is really what we want to do. And we want to encourage you to live life in a way where you feel that vitality and that meaning in every hour of every day. So if that has been something that you've gotten from us, great, we're doing our job well. And if you haven't, let us know. Let us know how we can do better. We're very much looking forward to 2023. I think that's a beautiful send-off, and you hit the nail right on the head. So I will say thank you. Uh, have a happy holiday and a Merry Christmas and uh, a Happy New Year as well. Reminder, just let us know, you know, one goal you have for yourself. It's a great way to keep yourself accountable if you share that information you know with someone it doesn't even have to be us uh but let us know if you'd like and uh we appreciate you have a good one bye-bye bye good morning afternoon or evening whenever you're listening to this brace podcast we ask you to follow us on instagram at brace.22 paul's twitter is at paul from brace and be sure to email us at brace22 at protonmail.com. Please leave us a five-star review wherever you are listening and send to a friend if you found value in this discussion. Thanks. We appreciate it.